Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. For the Amazing Truth Minute today, we'll focus on 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. And it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Yet, the inward man is being renewed day by day. As we get older, our bodies don't stay in the same shape they were when we were young. Even if we take excellent care of ourselves, our bodies are impacted by age, and some physical decline is inevitable. Spiritually, however, we have every potential to get stronger with each passing year. The Apostle Paul experienced troubles and heartache during his ministry, but he didn't allow himself to be discouraged. Instead, he wrote, Therefore, we do not perish. We do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Like everyone else, Paul experienced an aging body, but the older he got, the stronger he became spiritually. You see, as believers... We can look to our older years with great anticipation because the longer our history, our history with God, the greater our potential to enjoy a vibrant spiritual life with Jesus. Our bodies will age, but we can remain strong in the Lord until he calls us home. And that is the Amazing Truth Minute. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. All right, welcome back, welcome, welcome, everyone, man. Beautiful faces, you Uh, you know, Kenan. Yeah, I I love you, man. You know, you know, I do. But it's good to see these two guys here. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have to go there? (laughs) I wish I could say the same. (laughs) Anyways, you see, this is why I I never give compliments. You know, because he overdoes it. Anyways, I love you too, man. Yeah, yeah, I I hope you mean it, but I I I believe you. All right, I believe you. But but let's not let's 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 look at these guys. Let's look at this. I mean, first of all, you guys look at the cameras and smile. It's been a while, right? It's been nice to see you guys back. Um, you don't need any introduction, but I think it's fair enough that you guys get to introduce yourself yeah. one more time. You know, last time it was behind the cameras. <laughs> you know, this time people can actually In put the their name to their faces, right? Yes. Uh, so you make it sound so scary. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start yeah. with. Let's start with the lady. The ladies first. Thank, yes, thank you. you. Well, hello, hello. It's really, really good to be back. And uh, my name is Rahema. I was here a few months back talking about mental health and resilience and being able to use your community and your passions to get over certain things. Definitely being patient with our parents as well. So I'm glad and happy to be back so that we can give feedback of 
everything that happened. And yeah. Awesome. Thank you for having me back. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Mm. By the way, by the way, before we go for audience, listeners, one thing you have to know that this is a reflective mode oh, we yeah. are in. You know, uh, our guests are not strangers. They are part of the amazing Truth Podcast Ministry family. Yeah. So we are happy to have them back. So welcome back, Rehema. Thank you ah, very much, Ezra. My friend. And Kenan. Yes. Your name. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me back. My name is Isaiah Gesembe. And um, just like Rehema, I'm back. I'm happy to be back here today mm-hmm. to see you guys. Even though we catch up on the week every now and again, it's yep. always good. I get to see director as well. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the yeah. team has grown. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. good. It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome, guys. Uh, it's been a couple months. You yeah. know, the spring is when we had both of you. And actually, let's yeah, bring everyone. Spring? It was spring. Wow. It was, it was spring. February, right? Yeah, around February, close to. Uh, oh, Ezra, yes. before you go, I, I, I just, before we even continue, I just want to thank you mm-hmm. for sharing your story then. I know we. we we gave you thanks. We, we were appreciative of you coming, yeah. but it doesn't take, it take, takes a lot. Mm-hmm. For, thank you. For, so we thank want to you, appreciate thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, Ezra and I and the team, we want to thank you for sharing your story and thank you for coming back. So <laughs> clearly we, <laughs> we're doing something, <laughs> we're doing something right. <laughs> and they agreed <laughs> to come back, yeah, right? So uh, we're we're glad to have you here. Yeah. Uh, well, that goes both ways. That means yeah. we did something right to be invited. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, we appreciate it. By the way, it's, it was tremendous feedback. I mean, for, for remember, Izo shared his story and after Izo's story, like it, it you know, Izo listened yeah. to someone's story and then he reached out, then mm. shared his story. Then after yeah. Izo, you know, our friend Danko showed up and, yeah. you know, Rehema, it's like, we are family. Like, yeah. we're just a family. And your story, you never know how far it will travel, right. who it will encourage. Mm-hmm. And as we always say here, your mess is, is your message. message, you know, and your yeah. test mm-hmm. is your testimony. testimony yeah. You have to share it, right? And, and we always say this, like, when you share, I like that. there's someone who's listening. Exactly. And mm-hmm. just from you guys coming and sharing, mm-hmm. people we started getting calls and people are courageous, <sighs> bold enough to come share and say, not even sharing, they're saying just thank you. Exactly. Yeah. I needed to hear that. Exactly. Yeah. So. And sometimes we need it. We, yeah, we, yeah, we ourselves sure. needed to hear yeah. that. So uh, it, 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 it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. We're just going to dive deep into this. Let's go into you know, this. Kekena, right. I know you want to just continue, but let's dive yeah, into no, let's this. Let's go right? into this. Let's yeah. dive into mm-hmm. this. Now in the world, in this world we are living, how do you stay sane? Mm. Right? Mm. There is a lot of, look at what's happening in the world. Yeah. You know, Afghanistan, you know, you think about the earthquakes, you think about, you know, relationships and what's happening. You think about our health, mental health. People are dying left, right. How do you stay sane in this world? Or rather, let me ask, have you guys been staying sane? Before we even get to the stories, (laughs) have you guys been staying sane? Do we look sane enough? (laughs) Might be just a good day. You know, know, I think one thing that keeps you going, you know, somebody might... But Ezra, what's sanity? What is sanity? That's another, what's sanity? Yeah. Your sanity You're asking me? No, I'm just saying, your sanity, my sanity can be different from (laughs) you. Okay. So, but anyway, whatever you do to stay, the the morally correct sanity, that's what we're talking about. So, assume someone, their bundles... Or internet might run out. So we want to leave them on a positive note. Like, like yeah. one thing that you do yeah. to stay sane in your life. Again, we'll, go fast. Rem- we'll go with the lady. Yeah, let's Ladies go with the first. lady first. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure, no pressure. <laughs> but I would say it's, um, but this might take time or over as we go through life, mm-hmm. knowing something about yourself mm-hmm. and standing up for that self mm-hmm. so that even if we may go through things like mm-hmm. you don't crumble mm-hmm. so 
I think it's that self love. Okay. But yeah. that might be broad, broad. Yeah. Yeah. It's just choosing you, I should okay. say. So for you, it's choosing you and knowing, knowing your self worth, yourself, self value, yes, who you are. Helps. I think knowing that yourself and then knowing your worth. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it helps, but okay. like I said, some days are better than others, yeah. but uh, just having that little thing to always be at the back of your head, mm-hmm. I think it helps. All right. Otherwise, the world is crazy. <laughs> All right, Aizo, what do yeah. you do? How do you stay sane? Uh, one thing that I practiced this year that I'm, people personally who know me, I'm not good at is mm-hmm. stepping back. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm known for... <laughs> upping it up a little bit uh-huh. even in my previous life so i carried <laughs> that habit uh-huh. you know that uh if this is that bad well i think i can go a little bit <laughs> uh-huh. you know uh-huh. it's knowing to stay back mm-hmm. um and that goes along to even when things are happening many good things are happening at uh, at the same time mm-hmm. it's um okay stay back and enjoy the moment it's not the time to think about okay what else would be good to mm-hmm. add on to this already good thing Okay. Yeah. So one day at a time. One, know, day, one at day, a day at a time. Yeah, it's been Acceptance. hard. Acceptance. It's been hard. It's the first time in 32 years I'm doing that. It's hard. Awesome. At 32? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're revealing ages here. <laughs> it will end there at 41. <laughs> But, okay. For, for me, for me, I, I won't go philosophical like yeah, this, yeah. guys. I listen to music. You listen yeah, to music. I just listen to music. That's yeah. fair. You know? what, what kind? What kind? I do not do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. No, but honestly. You love music. Yeah, I love music. And I've been, I like collecting records so yes. I find records and I collect and I, I listen I listen to music yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and I obviously uh, let me my kids your kids yes. right. keep me kids. I love them and they, my wife my family that's yeah. what keeps okay. me going so okay. yeah can I add on to this before we go yes, sure. yes. Mm-hmm. since you said music right as yeah. we know music affects us psychologically mm-hmm. mood wise and everything mm-hmm. yeah so then would we say that um, I think we may also have to dive into kind of uh, making sure the kind of music that our youth is listening to. Mm, okay. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. saying don't do this, but like right. the words and the message they carry. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's you, another. You can you can listen to music that takes you to another world. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, so good, good music. Right. Yeah, good, good music. Music, music that, that keeps you sane. Keeps you sane. That's music a, that's, that keeps, that you, keeps you sane. Keeps you sane. <laughs> All right. And yeah. What about you, Ezra? What for, me, for me, I think um, the season has ended. Just going to the field when men are playing. <laughs> so, oh man <laughs> you know i just find yeah. like even when i'm running that the energy i let the energy out if i'm not playing sometimes i'm not that good but i, I play you know but mm. when i'm play i'm out there i'm a cheerleader i'm loud i'm all that so i like being around that company um that keeps me sane and also fellowship you, you can tell talking is a is a weakness oh, that yeah. i have yeah. so just being around where we can share and have good times is something that i like to do is right and, and thank, i watch soccer exactly thank you for saying i i can't just walk past this one i know <laughs> where you, you know going. where i'm going I with know this. where you going so i hope arsenal <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that from there yeah, we will leave ahead. it there i know i'll be we'll, back tomorrow we'll, to finish we'll leave it there now let's come yeah. back let's come back to this kenan yeah in in, in two sen- in, in 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 a sentence or so mm-hmm. right yeah tell us what you what you learned a little bit of synopsis of rahema's story for someone who hasn't watched or listened mm-hmm to her i want to see how your memory is and then i'll do iso you know i've known iso longer so it's <laughs> so no, in, in, and we encourage you to listen to this podcast yes. you can find yeah. us everywhere where you get your podcast and youtube as well mm-hmm. so rahema rahema story is intriguing mm-hmm. um, i'll give you a couple of sentences i think uh, she started she took us back from where, how she grew mm-hmm. you know the family dynamics mm-hmm. and she took us back coming here mm-hmm. you know and uh, the struggles of of 
settling in this country mm-hmm. and then how she maneuvered and s- tried to you know stay afloat don't don't i'm not so but yeah don't correct me just take my words <laughs> <laughs> but then her she took us also to her break i'm doing this in summary so people can listen yeah. she yeah. took us to her breaking point mm-hmm. and how low she went with substance abuse and mental health mm-hmm. and her turning point was that verse she saw at a stranger's bathroom as she was going to take a shower yep. you know and her turning point from then how she picked herself up she said, she's running a beautiful business right now yep. she's like a successful business business oh, no. lady yeah and Blowing awesome. and sitting here right with us to share her story. And all congratulations right. to that. Thank yeah. you so much. We're going to celebrate that. Yeah. And and thank you to all of you that have come to support. Appreciate you. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll give we'll clothes give out. We'll yeah. do those discounts. right there. Yeah. All right. Now, discounts, right? Now, mm-hmm. now Aizo. Yes. I've known Aizo for a long time. Long ever long. since I came to this country. Right. We've known each other, right? Aizo's mm-hmm. uh, story is how he grew up in the faith, in the church, and how he used to You know, he came here as a teenager, will go to high school and live different lives. At school, he was a different person. At home, he was a different person. At church, he was a different person. Mm-hmm. And all these at some point converged where he couldn't even find who he was, who yeah. himself was. And in the process of that, he found himself in substance abuse. And it was something small. One thing led to another, DUI, next, another one. And mm-hmm. the, the, the climax of his story is where he actually loses his job loses his ha- housing mm-hmm. has to humble himself and move back to family and he has five dollars only left he's literally homeless um and then that night that one night that he wrestles and he wrestles and he has this 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 prayer or this thought and he says like i can't remember what he was he had a bottle right yes and he, t- yeah. he said yeah take this the last one and then after this i am checking myself in for rehab right yeah. and he had this that that real talk by himself mm-hmm. And then as he walked out of the room, he found the family saying, we think you're going to check. And said, fine. I was actually ready. I just made up that mind. And how he turns around. And now I saw his back. His license has been, he's been licensed back. He's back yes. in the nursing field. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's doing good. So we are celebrating the highs, the lows, mm-hmm. to know that every day is not going to be a Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a, Mondays are not the best, but you know, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. Friday is coming. The weekend is coming. Something to look forward so right. to. Let yeah. me... Let me let me ask them this question now. As we've we've shared your story, we've kind of uh, given a summary of your story. When you guys were when we spoke and invited you to come here, um, did you wrestle with those thoughts of coming here before you recorded? Just give us the thoughts before you recorded and after. During when you were sharing your story, and then we we'll do that. that's why we're doing the after. The after. Right so let's just start from there. Before when we called you and before we we set the date and you before you came here and the mics are on. What what thoughts are going through your mind? We'll start with the lady. Mm-hmm. And uh this is today's reading. Um yeah. I was a little nervous, mm-hmm. but I think it's a positive nervous mm-hmm. given that what I shared a few months back, now I'm almost coming back to reflect, which is what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's also exciting because um whomever i may have touched with my story or inspired to seek help or inspired to maybe try other things other than going um the extremes that i may have mentioned in my podcast to be able to see that i've still maintained what i'm doing or what i said that i would do because at the end of the day i think sometimes we fail to hold ourselves accountable because maybe we don't share that oh i'm doing this and that so It's where social media sometimes comes in and is a good thing because right. it's like if you're going to say this, 
we're going to hold you accountable. Yeah. So are you still doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I'm happy to say I've been consistent with nice, it. Nice. That's been very, very helpful with mental health okay. as well. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Nice. By, the, by the way, today's social media was down. People didn't know what to do with their What's lives. What's up has been done? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. All right. Good to hear that, Rahema. Yeah. Yes. Aizo. Um, at first, I was excited. I was actually in Kenya mm-hmm. when I heard, uh, when I was listening to um, uh, one of your podcasts, Fame. Faith and Victor. Mm-hmm. And then I, s- I sent the message and then it didn't hit, it didn't hit me until on my way back. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> well, what did I say? What did I do? <laughs> and I, the reason why I was nervous is because there are, there have been a lot of narratives about my story. Mm. There were very different um, stories out there, and and it's usual in in a community. We, mm-hmm. we live in a small community. Mm-hmm. Yes, Minnesota is big, but in an immigrant community, is very small. Word mm-hmm. travels sure. quick, mm-hmm. so there had been a lot of uh, different. I had, you know, been disconnected from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not want my message to be received in a way that I was um, I was looking for validation or anything mm-hmm. like that i wanted to reach out to other people and show them that no matter how low you can be mm-hmm. you can come back i just wanted it to be taken that way and then i realized like okay now i'm taking over the part of where the holy spirit convicts people mm-hmm. then when i was driving up here i was like okay that's not my problem mm-hmm. my problem is to share i, I don't convert people mm-hmm. that's god mm-hmm. We, we can only share. We don't convert people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I was worried about that for a minute. I mean, I remember flying over New York and looking down and I was thinking about Amazing Truth. Wow. <laughs> so he was one of those. And then I realized, like, I'm worried about something. And, and my pastor, uh, Pastor Sean, you know, he had spoke about that, that we go about preaching a message and we want to go as far as converting people's hearts. And that's not our job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, Kenan, yeah. you know, it's so interesting that you're flying over New York instead of enjoying as you land. <laughs> you're thinking about amazing <laughs> truth. What is yeah. But that's the nervousness right. of, of yeah. being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't know where your True. story is going to True. travel. Yeah. yeah, You don't know how people will receive it. Mm-hmm. You don't know how people will think about it. So this, mm-hmm. this allows us to segment to the second part, uh, the next part of this, is how now post the podcast, how was your story received? Because you met people who had... Yeah. You met people who spoke to you and what did that do to you as a person knowing that now I'm out there. I'm out there. <laughs> you I'm know, out there, yeah. <laughs> I'm out there. Mm-hmm. How did that how did you handle that? We've been asking Rahema to start. Let's ask yeah. Let's ask oh, to oh, help. Oh, man. <laughs> pressure, pressure, pressure. <laughs> Thank you, Rahema. Yeah. Uh, so um there there was uh, you know, I, I believe at first I actually got calls from people I haven't talked to in such a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and I believe that some people reached out um, and I wasn't able to reach back to everybody on time as I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and um, I had a lot of uh, positive feedback, like, thank you for going out and sharing your story. Um, but I know that um, uh, there's... Um, a percentage of people usually um i think it was the older people who we are going to talk about that maybe my message could have been perceived in a wrong way that i was holding other people mm-hmm. um accountable mm-hmm. 
uh but it, it was it was good um the generally the feedback was okay and you know i still run into people who still talk about that even as last week oh wow so it's yeah. something that i'm happy about mm-hmm. so providing this right so generally it was um that it was a positive experience it was a positive yeah. experience and and i was wondering if i i had shared enough mm. but then i realized like okay no <laughs> i really put out there what i could mm-hmm. and yeah the rest is going to be have to you know right upon everyone else good good if i may add to this point yeah. i like the fact that you asked yourself did i share enough mm. rather yeah. than saying i shared too much mm. yeah thank you you a different perspective yeah. of framing yeah. it yeah because you know because yeah because then that that will do it will hit you different when mm-hmm. you say, yes probably i shared too much exactly yeah. and then well, if you're negative right. yeah and there were some you go, right. critics close friends of mine who are like well you know i would have preferred you should you say this instead of that i'm like we have limited time you know <laughs> and, and, and right. it, that was the thing so yes there was some critic about okay you know what that was good but you know what there was a more tragic Aww you know thing that happened in here but we can't fit everything yeah. in and, and you know yeah and i wish we would yes and i think you <laughs> it's good you said because again yeah. it is your story yeah right it's nobody mm-hmm. else's story the way you put it out is, yeah that's yeah rahama so the reason why i wanted to add on to what he said is because for me for the first week i felt like i shared too much mm. but it's not my son it's not my right thought anymore and the reason being is that because of how we view mental health or mental illness in the african community and being that i was venturing into this business it almost i mean it was negative thinking but i almost felt like people would hear it and then almost disrespect my professionalism yeah. because yeah. i'd be yeah. like oh well you you this happened to you you tried to do that and all of that but after a week and there's a kenyan lady who ended up calling me i hadn't talked to her in like years and then we ended up being on the phone for an hour and 40 minutes and then we met up the next day and just had lunch and talked about everything but it's um seeing people who know who know you not necessarily maybe personally but as you know we used to go out so yes. sometimes people know this image of oh I go out this is yeah. all I know but yeah. most people the weekend friends yeah. they won't know what we were going through mm-hmm. so now it's almost like we came out of a cage because i think some of us disappeared for a little yeah. bit <laughs> but hmm. so Long now you <laughs> exactly yeah. so you come back and then some mm-hmm. people see you and i think some people expect you to be what they used to see mm-hmm. but my part mm-hmm. thing was no i've changed mm-hmm. i'm not mean to you mm-hmm. i won't be mean but i'm just a different person mm-hmm. so i think from it also became relieving because it's like Yeah. If you listen to my story then you understand why the way why I'm the way I am today mm-hmm. and I don't have to explain myself I don't have to excuse myself respectfully. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What what are you hearing Ezra? You know I have I have questions. <laughs> yeah, I know you always do. <laughs> but what what are you hearing? I, I, th- I think what I'm hearing is it's there's a there's a there's a there's an introspect after they share their story of yeah. did i share too much or did i share too, too little what are people going to think what are people going to say and which i think it's healthy and it's normal because if you don't have that intuition too you can just be yeah, right. verbally saying things that they are out of context they might be the right thing but out of context and th- that can hurt you or do more damage right. so i think that's the fact that you know i uh, p- perhaps was a healing space a safe space a place to be vulnerable and uh, share the story and then hear the feedback I think that I'm hearing that it wasn't a bad experience. Yeah. No. Not it wasn't a bad experience. That's why we're sitting and, here. Yeah, and and mm. I 
just yeah. to add on to something, you know, just to encourage you. Mm-hmm. Um, in my field, and Director Collins will tell you this, is that when someone has a past like mine, mm-hmm. e- even on a job, when you're running somebody's background, it is the one resume that you give a double mm-hmm. take. Like, he wants to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you, you, you call the other person like, uh, did you check this guy out? <laughs> And, right, and, yeah. and and it's so that way that up until now mm-hmm. and for the remainder of my natural nursing life, mm-hmm. I will have to explain. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about it is that, um, it, you know, God works in, in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you this, that, um, that the last three jobs that I've had, first of all, you go in, naturally you're not supposed to be able to go in and get a job. I have gone through three jobs, not that I've been fired. It's just that I go in, I get it, and it's no longer working for me. If Because if I'm not growing, mm-hmm. I can make money. I worked in the, you know, you know, different jobs through that whole time and made money. Mm-hmm. To me right now, jobs are not about making money. It's if I'm not growing, mm-hmm. if it's not conducive for me, for my sobriety, and for everything else included. Get up and go. Get up and go. And even for the last two jobs, it's actually people who sought me out and convinced me that this would be good for you. And now when I go to the table, I, I, I talk to them that, hey, my sobriety is my number one thing. I love the opportunity. I love the money. I love the paycheck. But this has to go this way. And you never think that you'll ever control the narrative going into an interview, but it happens. And so when people doubt your professionalism, when they would go around and see the vibe that is around you, then they even more, now they're like, okay, am I being good for her? Mm. Oh, I see what you mean. And that's okay. where it's going to go, you know? And, and it goes that way. And honestly, that's the most humbling thing. That's why I take a step back now. Nice. Like I've taken more days off this year than I have, but it's like, hey, this is not working, right? Mm-hmm. I need that space. I'm glad you do that. that. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Getting a job can be self-care. Trust me. Mm -hmm. I mean, mean just the fact that you're able to recognize. Mm -hmm. You know, most people who have your story, they struggle to get a job. Yeah. But you, you know it's going to be a struggle, but you have prioritized your well-being first. Yeah. And that comes first. Like the intentionality Mm -hmm. that is there is just because... Maybe you've walked it and you know the journey, how tough it can be. Some of us who have not gone through that journey think like I can leave you and walk there, but it's not a privilege. Mm-hmm. And even those of us who are there don't even think about my healthcare first. Yeah, yeah. Think about our money and mm-hmm. everything. I mean, that, that's to me, that's just mind blowing. Yeah. It's beautiful. And, and it goes to that yeah. point where Rayma said, you know, you need to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Know, your, know yourself. Because if you understand who you are, then these decisions will be easier because you know what those decisions will make you, what they'll make you do or where they will take you. So, mm-hmm knowing yourself and then incorporating self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yes. yeah. that I need to do this because of my myself. And I think you you raise a, a good point and I want to I want us to kind of talk about that. Ram hasn't shared her part. Ah, you haven't shared your part. Yeah, I cannot. Go I ahead. was so busy listening. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we'd forget. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> we get carried away with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I answered first actually. No, we went to ISO first this time. And then I think we kind of piggybacked and then uh, you, she talked about the lady who doubted her. Yes, ah, I yes. knew I was right. So, but anyway, let's <laughs> let's go back to you. You mentioned weekend friends, mm-hmm. and that's a very very oh yes, that's a, that's huge 
friendship. I have a PhD in knowing. Friendship. And, yes. Yes. and what what role friends play? Mm-hmm. You know, T- tell us a little bit about that. So I usually like to say that just because you had a good conversation with somebody mm-hmm. does not necessarily mean you have to be friends. So let's say I go out it's a Friday to Saturday. I meet three people that I get along with. Mm-hmm. We're having a good conversation. Now, if I decide to be friends with them, I'm consciously making a decision to say if I hang out with these people, this might be the hangout spot. Yep. So, it's weird we say Monday Monday like people don't want to go to work on a Monday and then I feel like in the it's not just African community but the weekend is very very like put up there. Mm-hmm. But then when you think of the weekend sometimes it's more like party or fun or get away mm-hmm. so we associate the weekend with fun things. Mm-hmm. So if you're only meeting up with your weekend friends yeah. so in your head subconsciously I feel like that's the only thing you're associating with you having fun. Mm. So when you don't see those people you're not having fun. Mm. When you're home by yourself you're not having fun. Mm. But those weekend friends if it's a Thursday and something happens and you call them you can't be mad at them that they didn't pick up because mm. they were weekend friends. <laughs> But really which goes back to messing you up because you put this thing into them so it's almost the knowing yourself part, knowing who's a friend, who's not and who's an acquaintance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and are you a daily friend or a weekend friend? <laughs> you need to make you a weekend friend. <laughs> and it's okay to decide, I think. I mean, to be yeah. like, and there's a space and a place for oh, everyone, but I think yeah. also defining yeah. that space defining. and that place. Yes. Exactly. Because you know. if, sorry, the no. way we define relationships, are yeah. we talking? Are we exclusive? Mm-hmm. Will you marry me? Mm-hmm. I think we should also do that with friendships because friend it's such a mm-hmm. it's a spiritual bond mm-hmm. it is i feel like most times we call this person friend 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 mm-hmm. even to i have to be careful with it mm-hmm. but at the same time are you are we really friends <laughs> yeah yeah and are and when really they friends? and when they when those friends walk away we shouldn't be mad you oh know? yeah i yeah, said if if you're glad for you're there for your reason yeah. for, for a reason, reason. Yeah. yes yes you know in the african community the problem is not friendship The problem is everyone is your uncle and auntie. <laughs> you get to a point you're so confused and lost. Yeah. You know and I think it's the same thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. I yeah. I have had conversations with young people who have said, you know, um Oh, I haven't. You, you know, you have conversation young people are saying, "Listen, I can't marry that person because that's my relative." Like, are you related to the blood? No, I how you related? I can't explain. I was told their relatives or and relatives who have abused other young people because they are quote and quote family yeah. and But all that not. stuff. So, I think defining friendship, defining relationship, defining can be a good uh framework of how you operate and relate with people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I want to I, you know, we, we're just having these conversations <laughs> and um Some people who haven't wo- listened to the other podcasts, they're wondering, what are these guys going through? <laughs> you know, what is yeah. this like? <laughs> so, okay. so just if, if so that I can bring anyone who's in in like, yeah. wanting to if post to go this lost. Yeah. You know, yeah. Izo, mm-hmm. you struggled with uh, substance abuse. How long were you just just in a nutshell? Mm-hmm. How long and how long have you been now sober over a period of uh, you know since when? So I'm gonna answer that. Let me just add on to what Rahema said. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing I've learned over the years is that once you accept somebody to be your friend, mm-hmm. you are also saying that you are okay and willing to align your values with theirs. Yes. Mm. You're either and when we join as a team, if all of us here were to play it uh, uh, in a team, mm. then we are going towards one goal. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
then we are one team. Mm-hmm. You are not wearing a different uniform. I'm not wearing a different uniform. Mm-hmm. So when we become friends, I am saying that maybe, uh, not maybe, I am willing to shed some of mine and take some of yours or vice, vice versa. versa. Yeah. And, and that is where the spiritual bond that she was talking about comes in is that we keep saying that, oh, I'm above, um, you are never above peer pressure. That's why the wisest man in the world says, show me your friends. And I'll tell you your character. Yeah, you know. it's the m- one of the very most overlooked. When you accept that this is going to be my friend, yeah. there are things about that person you are accepting and as okay. Right. And you normalize them in your head. Even if you don't <laughs> do them, you will eventually do them because you think that they are normal. No. Ezra, 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 I need to evaluate the sports team I support and the friends I keep around. <laughs> so anyway, uh, back uh, to my sobriety. I've been sober since, you know, I, I quit counting. Um, in 2016, May 8th. Nice. Up until now. After five years, like I said in my podcast, it was it was no longer an achievement. It's, it's an expectation. Mm-hmm. I have to be sober every day that I wake up. Nice. And if that means quitting my job, I will. I quit my job. I walked away from uh, something that I was making good money, but it wasn't working because I was getting to be irritable and uh, it felt like it was taking the most out of me. And there's this part that I reserve for family, friends, and a time like this. I wouldn't be able to do something like this. The more of these things that I missed, I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. I lived without that job. I can live without it. Nice. If I starve, I can come to your house. I can call yeah. Director Collins. I can come here. I can go to Rehema. She's even closer to me I than all of you yeah. guys. So it's, it's one of those things yeah, that exactly. we don't even yeah. count those. Yeah. Okay. yeah. If yeah. they kick me out, I've been on a trash bag before. I'll still survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I add on? Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that was spiritual connection on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes like uh, quitting your job because you're saying, let me choose me over mm-hmm. this money. Yeah. I feel like in our community, not a few, I've seen other communities as well, but immigrants mostly, it's job, 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 job. Mm -hmm. We prioritize the job so, so much Mm -hmm. to the point where like if somebody's even very depressed, Mm -hmm. you don't go to work, you get shamed for not going to work. But then if you think about it, Mm -hmm. if a person is an adult, they're going to work because they want money. They want to be able to use their money. Mm -hmm. So if they're not able to go to work, can we look at the reason why and just be gentle with people? But then again, I think it also has to fall down to the individual themselves. Be willing to be broke, by the way. And say, you know what? Let me be greedy, but be greedy for my life, my sanity. Mm -hmm. I'll be broke for a month, but guess what? If I'm okay for the next five months, that works for me. Yes, yeah. We need to be able to be okay with being broke a little. And I think that's real. Knowing when to realign your, your life choices, mm-hmm. your yeah. life values, and making sure that what you're realigning is for your sanity. Again, we go back to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you quit a job, mm-hmm. you quit friendship, you quit something because you're realigning your values. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, Rehem, if I can piggyback on that, no, is no. you have a business now. Mm-hmm. But in the field that you are in, you're a woman. And the culture that we are in, and even when we talk, even as a young man, you know, it's not one of those careers that you, you know, how, why? Because again, choosing your mentor, like going off what Aizo shared, Mm -hmm. like in your podcast last time you shared, like how you found joy in that. Like, like just walk us through what you do, why you ended up and how that plays into your being sane and your mental health and stuff. Yeah, That's a really interesting question because I feel like my work has 
caused mm-hmm. some of more of the illness, mm-hmm. but also healed it in a way. Okay. When I say causing, because of course, I'm a woman. We are, we are from Africa. Yeah. I don't think you have ever gotten a haircut from a woman in Africa. Like you go to a barber shop. Maybe you got your hair washed. Yeah. Washed. But not cut. So, and then wanting to go into that field, but then having an African family that doesn't see the sense in it, and then also going against it. Mm-hmm. But then I also come back to this now and say, I think there's a reason why I went through what I went through because mm-hmm. I had to have that resilience mm-hmm. in order to say, you know what, you may not see anything in it, but I'm going to stand up for it. Mm-hmm. But also seeing that verse in that Bible that I saw, which was a book mm-hmm. saying, be still and know Nothing. that I am God. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that I do and I'm like, how did I do that? Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. But I feel like we need to understand that we didn't create ourselves. So mm-hmm. there's certain things that we may be called to do, mm-hmm. but we don't know that. Mm-hmm. So even now, my place and my work is such a safe space for men to mm-hmm. talk about emotions and mm-hmm. mental health. Mm-hmm. And then also being brought up in a culture where a woman was second citizen. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to America. To me, in my head, I was almost like, I want to work with men mm-hmm. because I want to understand men mm-hmm. so that I can be able to understand myself in a way. Uh-huh. So I've grown to be able to look men as my fellow human beings, mm-hmm. but I have that respect of saying I am this, I am that. Mm-hmm. So there are certain times where I get disrespected mm-hmm. in my work of place, mm-hmm. but the customer service part, I have to, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like it's uh, a thing that will motivate somebody mm-hmm. to say, you come from where I come from. I've never seen anybody do what you do. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I don't have that. I don't have an African woman who cuts hair in Minnesota that I can say, oh, I look, I look up to you, let me yeah. be motivated. So then it's that whole where I'm thankful of the resilience that I've gotten because then it's like if I don't see a light in front of me, somebody shining the light, mm-hmm. then guess what? Let me be that light. Mm-hmm. But I want it to be so authentic and respected mm-hmm. and professional because then I want to set something. Okay. I want to, for women and... Um, for us African women, not to necessarily just rely on those things that are predicted for us. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. cutting another human being's hair. So yeah. It's as simple That's as good. that. Somebody it's defined simple. its only <laughs> yeah. certain gender that can do that and it mm-hmm. became a norm. Yeah. Exactly. And there are many things that we do like that. They're not bad. They're not sinful. They're right. not in, going to kill anyone, mm-hmm. but they've been set by norms and stuff. Ezra. Yeah. I, I know you have, by when we were, as you were preparing for this podcast, I think we, we talked briefly about about feedback mm-hmm. and I want to specifically just for a few minutes talk about um, the feedback we got from our parents uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> there was two groups there, there was mm-hmm. two groups of uh, audience of, of audience that give feedback but uh, from what we had the parents kind of thought that we were a little harsh on them mm-hmm. with or, or even did you hear that like okay, you well, had, yeah. what did if you hear feedback you're hearing now yeah. that's you know that's it was a little harsh. Okay. What does that speak to you? Just in brief, and you can share as few. If you had any experience like that or yeah. anything. Right. Well, let's see. I had a 14-year-old girl mm-hmm. who listened to the podcast, mm-hmm. and um, she said she loved everything about it. Mm-hmm. But her part where she disliked was that I was being too lenient on the parents. <laughs> yes. Okay. So it's interesting that you guys got that too. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. I believe that it's uh, African parents and African children in America. We need to be able to sit down and understand that we are in a different nation, Mm -hmm. different cultures. 
if anything, the kids have it a little easier. Mm-hmm. Our parents have been in the same culture, how many years, same language, how many years. Mm-hmm. But then we come here and we expect them to be on our level almost. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's very unrealistic. And I think that's why most of us suffer because mm-hmm. we want our parents to understand us. Mm-hmm. But what you're forgetting is that you want your parents to understand your neighbor who grew up here, mm-hmm. but your parents didn't grow up here. So it's almost like <laughs> a thing yeah. that doesn't make sense. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I could see where they may have felt that way. And it's a genuine feel. We're not going. We're not mm-hmm. downplaying it. Right. Well, maybe we are. We're no, not really downplaying. In that way, mm. then parents know that you've moved to a different nation, learn the culture, so that you can adapt to your kids' changes as well. So, I think there's a balance. Yeah, it's, you can't it's live like you're in Africa <laughs> and you're and, here. Like and most of us day, raises like, that like, way, right? But at the same time, we can't expect as younger people, our parents, to also fully embrace the American exactly. culture because there's a new culture and a right. new mm-hmm. concept for them, right? So I, I think, just imagine people who have been born in the same context, same culture, don't understand each other. So how do Then you have people who move continents, mm-hmm. live in the same house, same DNA. <laughs> you know, some of them have even gone a DNA test and they've proved like, yes, you are, but still cannot get along. Don't like, yeah. mm-hmm. how, imagine how people who come from miles and miles, uh, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm struggling to understand Kenan and we're always talking, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But anyways, and I can see where that person is saying we are, li- we are lenient to them and we are harshing them. Think yeah. about this as young people. Mm-hmm. It's easier, a little bit easier for us to adjust. Yes. For the kids, it's even much easier, easier. for them. Now think about a parent who's fourth generation, second generation, exactly. you know, now knows one. So it's, mm-hmm. it can be a little, you know. Can I, um, Go ahead. No. Well, parents too, let's. <laughs> You're saying it. <laughs> I know. Are you trying to be harsh now? not lenient on that. Say okay, it. say it. <laughs> Let's stop comparing our kids to their friends. Look at Ken and he's the parent in this oh, part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf well, of the parents. Because <laughs> sometimes sure. I feel like uh, also, mm-hmm. it's yeah. where you can have a child, right? Mm-hmm. You know their friends. Mm-hmm. And then your child comes home behaving in a way that you know that's not them. Mm-hmm. But then instead of realizing that way, that's your friend's behavior, then maybe let me try to, I mean, I'm your parent. If I have to stop you from in engaging with that person because they behave or whatever, mm-hmm. I can intervene if I can, if I have to. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like we blame the child right away. But then it's like, you raised me, you should know me. Mm-hmm. So if I come home and I have different things that you didn't put in me, please analyze me and then help me. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like most of it is blame, 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 blame. Okay. And then they get to the point where like, okay, well, you keep saying I'm this, I'm just going to be that anyway. Well, let's, br- let's bring in Aizu. Mm. Aizu, what are you hearing? Yeah. What did you hear feedback? Very, yesterday? very, very interesting. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for sharing that, Rehema. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a two-way street. Yes. yes. And, um, and I've learned as a parent um, that there are some oh, battles. There are some <laughs> battles yeah. that you're going to lose. <laughs> you know, there are some battles that you're going to lose and there are some that you're going to win. You just have to choose which ones that matter the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the things that we've talked about here on this podcast about mental health, um, substance abuse, and all these other things that people have shared with, mm-hmm. they're things that affect us for the remainder of our life going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I live the way I live today because of that experience. Rahema yeah. lives the way she lives today because of that experience. Mm-hmm. And she will forever create and react to things because of that experience. Yes. People forget that. Mm-hmm. 
I don't walk away from jobs because I'm tired. No, mm-hmm. it's because this is not working for me. Mm-hmm. And when it hasn't worked in the past, I have gone a certain road. Mm-hmm. So I have to appeal for both people. Mm-hmm. Going straight to the parents is um, acknowledging that we are in a different environment. Mm-hmm. And that does not mean you've lost power. Mm-hmm. No, um, no. That doesn't mean that you've lost control mm-hmm. or the, the grip that you would like to have on your family. I'm a father. I would like to have that tight grip over my son. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, But I realized that there are sometimes I just need to have to let him jump and break stuff. <laughs> and then now we are going to progress to the teenage years. Like, yeah. okay, when does he take my car and come home late? Mm-hmm. Now in my head, I'm thinking, is he, <laughs> is he drinking? Mm-hmm. Where is he? You, you have to realize that's yes. the first thing. Mm-hmm. Even us, direct, and all of you guys here. When your child is nowhere in sight, the first thing you think is they're doing <laughs> something wrong. Even if they're wrong. four years old, <laughs> even if they're four years old, there's something I mean, wrong. Yeah, have ever had those things where they <laughs> say that <laughs> you know you this child has been quiet for so long? Yes. What are they up to? Right? to? Yeah. That's it's, fair. It's that thing that they're doing something oh, wrong, okay. and I think what we are not having enough of for going both to the parents and the young people is we are not having enough dialogue. Oh, yes. We are not having dialogue where we sit down. You know, today it was news and a big thing that social media was down. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't it a big thing and uh, whatever that, hey, we got to sit down and talk. We don't talk enough. Mm-hmm. That's period. I will tell you that. We do not talk enough here. We don't socialize. We don't sit down and talk about, hey, dad, what is it that matters to you? Tell me about how you grew up. What is it? Why do you react a certain way when I do this? And then like, okay. And then the child. So we need to have enough dialogue. The kids need to, um, the younger people need to realize that um, respect also goes hand in hand with spirituality. A lot of these things that we are being accept, uh, asked to be accountable, spiritual, you know, respect and all of those. We can't practice Christianity when you don't practice these pillars of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's one of those things. I think for me, from my end, is we need to have enough dialogue. Mm -hmm. That way, everybody can air out. Awesome. So now... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Rema. This might be a question for Kenan. (laughs) (laughs) No, his children are a little older than yours at the moment, right? Yes, yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) given the culture we grow up in, um, I think it might be... A few countries, uh, we're almost raised to fear our dads, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but go to our moms. Okay. So how do you sit down with a child and let them express themselves to you without feeling like they're trying to level with you because you're a parent? That's very common. Ooh. Is that a, do you bring director? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> my So it's like, how do we keep that space? No, I don't dodge that bullet. It was meant for you, man. It was meant for me, don't That was for no, you. I, yeah. I, will, I will attempt. I think, mm. and um, I'm talking from my own experience. Mm-hmm. This is not, uh, director's uh, experience will be different. Mm-hmm. And, and people th- are referencing directors by oh, the camera. The by the camera. <laughs> I think you might come and wave <laughs> and at and some wave point. <laughs> 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 director is, uh-huh. yeah. um, so, I have learned uh, to always have that open door communication with, with my kids. I was raised with a dad who, in, in, a, in an African family, yeah. our dads were stern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he was his way or the highway. Mm-hmm. He walks into the room, you go to your bedroom. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, and... <laughs> Time to time, those qualities come out for mm-hmm. me as, as for me as a parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I because yeah. that's what I know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, so inten- I have to I have learned to intentionally be 
kind mm-hmm. and be friends with my kids. Yes, mm-hmm. that word, friends. You know, be friends with them. So when they come to when she come when my kids come from school, I tell how is school. Or when they say, oh, someone at playground, do you not want to play with me? I say, no, that's okay. I have to be kind. Instead of saying, why were you angry? Mm-hmm. Why? I have to yeah. validate her feelings. Yes. Right. And this is yes. what you felt. Okay, Validating that's fine. It. It's okay to feel mm-hmm. that way. That's, mm-hmm. you know, friends come and go. But deep down, I want to say, but then I have to be, <laughs> I have to be kind. Because if, if I'm stern and I, yeah. I rebuke her, mm-hmm. rebuke them, Tomorrow they won't come. Yeah. Tell me exactly. And when they're eighteen, when they're fourteen, when they start locking themselves in their room, it'll be easier for them not to come to their room and tell me how their day it's was. Exactly so how it goes. You have to be. This is my our style. Is just be friends with your kids and have that validate their feelings, validate who they are. So, Kenan, director, did I answer it rightly? Kenan, it seems like we've turned the podcast. But 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 we also have to acknowledge that it's hard. There's a saying that says it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. yeah. Right. Our parents and even us, these are things that um even if they're cognizant and aware of, they, do they have the tools? Because the tools you are given is if a child if somebody used this example, in, in in growing up, if you broke a glass, what was the first thing you're being told? You know. You're you're being punished for that. It's not. Are you okay? Are you okay? It's. Uh, mm-hmm. But then developmentally, when you uh-huh. think about the developmental stages as a child is growing, they're not stable. Like their hands are still, you know, mm-hmm. not stable. So when this child breaks the glass and you punish them, you are punishing them for something that's beyond their control. So if that's what was done to you, and now you're a parent, that's what you're likely actually going to do because right. it's something that was handed down. So a lot of this goes back to what we've done in the deep days is trauma, childhood trauma that even our folks and even ourselves we might have faced and is now showing up on how we relate with one another. Mm-hmm. So we, we we being intentional to realize that, hey, for me, Ezra, I raise my voice. Now raising my voice, and I can give you my own example. My wife, she doesn't like that because she grew up in a place where it's calm. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. So when I go calm, I shut down. Because I don't know what it means to be calm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I whisper, like, why are you whispering? Because <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. it's something yeah. that I never really right. grew up, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a time. And we have to have grace on each other. Yeah. But yes. it has to be intention. In, you have to be intentional yeah. in actually knowing that, okay, I'm sorry last right. time I yelled, but I'll try best next time. Yeah. And, and acknowledge And it's true. Before we go back to them, I think it's, it is, you know, we can't hide, the f- we can't hide in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, 49 minutes. We can't we can hide behind what our parents did. Mm-hmm. We have to quickly unlearn some of the things that we know where they'll end up with. We have to mm-hmm. teach ourselves to unlearn those things because yeah. we know where they'll end up. We know the effects they have. Mm-hmm. You know, childhood trauma causes obesity. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. There's physical ailments that, yeah. you know, if you subject someone to that, mm-hmm. in the future they'll have, you know, mental illness. And, and you wonder where so, diabetes right. is up. Right. All this yeah. is up. Some of it is those Started, traumas that were never right. dealt with. And we're dealing so we have to consciously yeah. unlearn those things. Mm-hmm. In defense of the parents also, let me uh, address, uh, you know, people who are old enough to kind of realize what's going on. You know, you are on the back end of your teenage years. You are going to college, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. The, the, you know, that's a demographic that is also dealing with a lot of these issues that we've talked about here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think at that point, I I have to hold you responsible for realizing that, hey, you know, this is my father or this is my mother. He grew up 
in a place where if I'm going to live in this household, um, there have to be some rules that I have to abide by. Mm-hmm. Because if I show him the respect that he feels like in, he deserves, mm-hmm. which is not out of anything out of the ordinary, I can also get him to come to the table. Because mm-hmm. accountability is also part of this process, yeah. you know. Um, you realize that at 50-something and late 40s or something, you know, if your dad feels like, for example, my dad answers my phone mm-hmm. up until this year. Mm-hmm. I had to get a child for him to stop picking up my phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you realize because he's always been the head of the family. Mm-hmm. Everything in the house belongs to him, even if you bought it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you understand? Because yeah. that's how you grew yeah. up. Yeah. He grew up in a in a family where the dad controlled everything in the whole compound. Yes, yes. All right. And and one thing that we do now is get up in the morning, even when I'm gonna go visit, I have to tell him where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm old, but I have to tell him where you're I'm a going. father yourself. But you yes. have to report that I'm going. I have to report I'm going my, somewhere. I intend to return to your place. <laughs> I will try my best to return to a certain time. And if that time comes, it doesn't hurt me to call him and be like, "Hey, okay. I'm, 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 late. I'm in the public transportation. I'm coming home." Mm-hmm. And that keeps that relationship going. He feels that he's also at this age where he's in his seventies that he's not being looked upon as trampled over because yeah. there could be two sides of the story that are reacting to it yes and i think sometimes especially our generation that we have gone to school we are learning sometimes your parents are talking are like you don't know it's almost like you might not even say it but yeah. how you handle it you show up it's ah, like choosy. you don't know better right, right? Yeah. We, we need to start winding up we need now. to start winding up i think yeah. we are at, we can never yeah. finish with these guys yeah what makes you think that we're not coming back you know <laughs> before we do that for the next one yeah but let's 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 do some some parting shots mm-hmm. on these you know key takeaways your reflection your journey you know something just just something that comes to mind as, as we start wrapping up I would like to say um, choose what you want to be, who you want to be, and stand by it oh, respectfully, of course, with everything else. And um, know that we are, not that we're visitors because we're here, to, we're here to live here, but realizing the countries that we come from and being realistic and aware of where we are. And then the whole thing with parents as well. So it's about balance, finding a common ground, and then I usually say this, it's not disrespectful, honestly, but there are certain times where you don't need to listen to your parent 100%. Mm-hmm. They too were someone's children, especially when it comes to careers with mm-hmm. us Africans. <laughs> Please go towards your passion. It is not your mother or your father that will wake up and go to work. And that's how we come to prioritize money so much. Mm-hmm. And then we forget ourselves because it's like, I have to upkeep this career. I have to upkeep this. Okay. But at what cost? So find up, you find your purpose. Find your purpose. And find leave uh, purpose. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Aizo. Yeah. Um, for me, I would just like to, um, you know, address the, I've met more people who are still in the struggle mm-hmm. than people who have on the other end. Um, keep, um, you know, keep trying, but uh, give it more and more effort next time that you try. Um, and also, you know, make the decision of where you want to be because you cannot also be trying to do something forever. No. 
you know, this house, they did not try to build it until 2020. No. <laughs> I think when you bought it, it had a roof. Right? <laughs> okay. so, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and, you know, just keep trying and and um, have ridiculous faith. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yes. That is honestly how I get by, you know, I, how I get by. Um, it's a ridiculous faith when when. <laughs> When you choose not to work in this country, <laughs> I know, right? And then you walking around that you are a parent and you have rent. You have to have ridiculous faith. Yes. So, have ridiculous faith. Uh, honestly, have it, it has paid off. Yes. You know, God has I never really let anybody have ridiculous faith in the sense like, okay, even if you want to do something that nobody sees it, yes. as long as you feel the passion and and you feel the bond for it. Mm-hmm do it and um you know conviction in your heart is great just pray that you have a uh, good conviction yes. and it's just it, you know honestly k- keep it up um and uh for every other person out there who's on the path to recovery or in any kind of way keep it k- stay uh, stay on it we are not there yet none of us gets there we will get there in heaven not here so <laughs> we are not here bringing this no this is not the second coming that's gonna come when jesus comes <laughs> you know we are here to just to send we are encouragement keep yes. doing it keep doing it but don't keep doing it forever Kenan, you 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 tell us you're parting short but also where we're going as amazing truth ministries really you yes. want me to take that hat no, not too much <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're now we are so i'll just for for today i think I'll I'll keep saying this is your story. Your story is your story. Nobody can tell your story better than you can tell your own story. And have conviction in your story and find a purpose in your story. So it's you, it's you, stay you, but keep focus. That's that's what I'm getting. You guys have gone as low as you can get. The only way the only place you can go is up. And for everybody, it's your story. Whatever you however you're writing your story right now, just write it. Now. Thank you. As the amazing truth podcast Actually I should say the amazing truth ministries. Mm-hmm. We are building a ministry and mm-hmm. we want to um, tap on experiences like Rema and and uh Aizo. So we're building a ministry where we have we are I don't know what what I should say. Should so, I how deep I should go with this Ezra? Maybe just just give us Okay. The so we we we're, we're building we're building a ministry that have that will have four pillars, mm-hmm. okay? We want to uh focus on social economic emotional development so things like your mental health uh life skills classes and uh, you know training and stem coaching and stuff like that we want to partner with professionals therapists doctors md's you know people that if someone has a problem we can tear them to one of these professionals and can they can do some coaching with them we're also working on personal and professional, professional development career trainings you know college prep classes uh right writing resumes we are going we are setting up classes where people can come and be taught those things the other thing is this podcast has been an avenue where we have reached a lot of people so we want to tap more into that as well so you'll see uh, more of our content coming out you know we'll have a ministry through the media also being being put out there and also you know spiritual nourishment we want to nurture nourish ourselves spiritually mm-hmm. of your faith whatever you believe in we want to have you you know build on that. So stay tuned you'll see Aizo and Rehema uh more, more often more often uh not just in the podcast but out there. 
behind the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes. Yep. Not Thank actually. They'll be in front of the scenes. In front of the scenes. In front of the scenes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I just want to finish by saying, you know, um, you've had terms like homelessness. These guys have seen it all. You talk about jobless. They are just mm. laughing about tremendous faith. You know, attempted suicide. You're seeing it right here, but still alive and kicking. You know, you know, gender-based discrimination, but, you know, success still pushing on and finding through that being in prison or arrested but still here free today you know we we are not defined by our past and where we have been but we can scale the mountain to the top and not let our past to define who we are you know our past is a tool for us to empower and encourage and help others so if you're out there don't let your past to define you rise up get up and do what you gotta do i'm gonna finish by saying this here at Amazing Truth, we have three, seven, seven, seven principles as we close by. Number one, to how to stay sane in this world. We started that question. We're going to close with that question. Number one, commit to reflect or meditate or memorize a scripture, something positive every day, every morning. Number two, keep a song in your heart. Music as a way. Good song. Good, good song. music in your heart. Number three, go on God's errands. In other words, volunteer, help someone, do something positive to bring some life and hope to someone wherever you are in your community. Number four, watch a funny clip. Laughter is medicine. Don't be yeah. too sad. <laughs> you know, some comic relief will, will go a long way. Number five, talk to someone. Constructive talk, not gossip. Yeah. Yes. Find someone to have a good conversation and talk with. Dwell in a mode of reflection and prayer. It doesn't have to be long, loud, or visible. Just whisper something in your heart for yourself or for someone. And then lastly, eat well, sleep well, and have good exercise. We hope by doing those, you will is stay you, sane. Unfortunately, Ken and I are you, working you, on that. Is you forgot one. Mm-hmm. Always listen to the Amazing, amazing Truth, Truth podcast. podcast. Yes. <laughs> that has been our time. Till next time, yeah. make sure you get your eighth reason to listen, subscribe, and like Amazing Truth podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you, and see you on the next one.